You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And yes, correct. It is Ian Healy for breakfast. Welcome home, mate. Oh, what about in the car, Patty? Where was everyone? What? I didn't hear any horns. No tuk-tuks. There was no screeching of brakes and squeezing in and out of gaps. Oh, God, it was pretty easy getting here this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's... They're relatively sedate oh, run across the story. Everything this morning. is there were a no chore. cows on the road. Everything is a chore over there for, for drivers, that's for sure, in India. So, yeah, it was a great trip. So what do you do? Is it cabs, Ubers? Did they uh, have We had a cab, yeah. No, just a, a, the hotel cab. They yeah. come up from the basin, basement and we keep... We kept the same one for most of the week, yep. really, and um, he was really proud that he bought himself a new pair of shoes, you know, with <laughs> tips. You know, give him a tip and yeah. and uh, each time. And, uh, yeah, he showed his new black shoes off to us yesterday. <laughs> that was, it was good. Took us so, to the airport and dropped us off. I know you've been there a lot in your test playing career, but uh, what was this visit like? Uh, you know, part of a uh, – you weren't part of the delegation, but you were within that – the setup where Albanese was over there talking to Modi, and there was a lot of ceremony about this test. Yes, there was, and it was a great message. Seventy-five years of friendship through cricket, and mm-hmm. uh, Modi being so involved in cricket over the past, he was the president of the local cricket association, and then uh, the BCCI is what then made it to the, you know, the top of the country. So yeah, he he's always been a very devoted person to cricket, and uh, so it. And Anthony Albanese was very appreciative from all reports. Mike Baird, who is the uh, chairman of Cricket Australia, was over there and he spoke with Anthony Albanese on the morning of that ceremony. And uh, he understood that, you know, he was the lucky one to be part of that message and be out there with the team and the teams as they lined up before the match. And, um, it, 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 yeah, it was nice. It was really good. Really, really good message that uh, India and Australian cricket uh, had put together. The stadium did look imposing. Yeah, it's imposing. It's big. Feels bigger than the MCG. Uh, more vast. It's less less uh, layers to the stands, mm. uh, and the, it does get sun drenched. It's not a great time to host a test there, because uh, the country sort of goes into lockdown with family exams, uh, and and they they really stress about their senior exams these yeah. you know currently. Well, I think we used to, like we used to, but we, we don't sort of anymore. But, but yeah, yeah so, so it's hard to get big, big crowds like they were hoping for uh, at, at the for that ceremony. Um, did you see the photo? We found the, you know, the thing that Anthony Albanese and Narendra Modi were in, the van, the vehicle. The, the gold Batmobile. Yeah, we found it under the grandstand. <laughs> we were driving in one day and we, hey, turn around, drive, turn around, and tucked in under the, this grandstand, this vast grandstand was, was uh, the Batmobile. So we got in it and had a, you know, mocked up photo waving to the crowd. um, That hasn't surfaced online yet. I haven't spotted it. No, okay. Well, yeah, you go scouring online, don't you? Um, Yeah, so we we were the first to find it. And then the next time we came past, it wasn't there. Uh, So I think they got it away. Mm. So the fourth test petered out to the predictable draw. Uh, Disappointing the wicket in Amanabad after, wow. After what we'd seen in the first three tests, all over within three days, so 
Uh, just on the statistical side, we finished two for 175 yesterday. Head made 90 minus 63 not out. They called an early end. And uh, the, the series finished 2-1. Uh, we'd known after the second test that uh, India had retained the Border Gavaskar trophy. Uh, Steve Smith, in the absence of Pat Cummins, uh, who we know now has lost his mum, Maria, and uh, they wore black armbands for the, the duration of this test. But Steve Smith was, was, was the one who had to overlook the series. You take the sort of hour of madness, I suppose, in Delhi out of the equation, things could certainly be a little bit different. Having said that, I think the way the guys responded after Delhi was amazing. I thought the way we played in indoor was, was great. And then this test match, first innings batting, you know, I said pretty early on in the game um, that we probably need to put a five in front of the score, get a 500-plus on the board. Uh, we were just short of that. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty long couple of days on, on a pretty flat wicket. So, yeah, I suppose 2-1's probably a, a, fair, a fair score in terms of the, the series. Um, but, yeah, as I said, outside of the hour of madness, things could have been a little bit different. Yeah, when we lost, what, 8 for 28 or something it was. Yeah. So, yeah, that... Um, so, uh, and he, he's been fine with the preparation too. He hasn't uh, blamed the preparation. It was just bad play in those first two tests and on wickets that that we weren't quite ready for to be as bad as they were. I, um, I take interest in, you know, they call it a flat wicket. It seems to be a criticism of a wicket to be flat, yet it didn't didn't produce any scoring urgency. You know, it took them nearly two days to make 480. Yeah. Now, if it's a flat wicket, you should be making 600 in two days, and, and that's the time, uh, you, you know, you need to push, push, push so that the game can move quicker or make 450, and have India make uh, a similar score and leave enough time in the five-day game to get a second innings result and mm. to get someone out on that last day. So I, 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 as this team gets better, they will bat quicker on flat wickets. That, you know, if it's a flat wicket, you need to be scoring well. But this one was a combination of it's, it was pretty hard to get out and it was hard to score fast by the sound of it. Yeah, well, it was a borathon, really, for the five days, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, trying to watch it because, yeah, you're right, the, the batting was slow and the wickets were infrequent. Uh, what yeah, so that doesn't make sense, does it? You know, a good team would make runs quicker yeah. on, on those and neither side made made quick runs. And I, I think we can uh, improve on that. There were five centuries scored in the tied test, for example, of 1986 mm. on a flat wicket. You make five centuries and get a tie. It was interesting to get, uh, you know, the senior players. So someone like Nathan Lyon talk about the new age of spinners. So Murphy, we know, was on the tour. Kuhneman was summoned to the tour. And both played uh, significant roles throughout this series. Yeah, I feel like I've been able to play a, a big role in uh, the, the start of their journey. Um, I know uh, Maddie's pretty keen to have a chat to uh, Jadasia tonight, um, so hopefully we can make that work and just talk about spin bowling. But uh, to be honest with you, I think they should be head home very proud of what they've been able to achieve. Um, it's no easy feat coming out of here and, and bowling spin to the, the best players of spin in the world. So um, I think they should be very proud of it. And uh, hopefully I've been able to uh, help, help their journey or their start of their journey um, make that a little bit easier for them. Yeah, well, I think Jada, Jadeja had actually promised, Matty, he said, uh, you know, come and see me after the series. Right, eh? And uh, more than happy to have a, uh, have a little chat about the art of spin bowling. So uh, he was great to chat to us. He was literally sitting at the airport when he spoke to us, Matty Kuhneman, wasn't he? Yep. After being summoned on this tour at the, the 11th hour, 
And I'll, I'll be I'll be very interested in having a chat to him about when he when he gets home as well. Yeah, we had dinner together the other night. And, and how uh, was he? Guys, oh, right into it. You know, he's he just you you can't get a more enthusiastic uh, participant in a test match. Uh, and he got his dad there just on time. His dad booked the flight at eight o'clock in the morning, and it was leaving at twelve. Mm. That's how fast he had to get over there, and uh, so that that was good. Oscar's uh, Oscar's been on the line very early. Heels will will take a. An exciting three-day test with the ball turning sideways over a five-day snooze fest and what I can only assume was a piece of airport tarmac from the Ahmedabad International. Yeah, so so not not about, you know, you're a bit harsh, Oscar, but um, <laughs> uh, India have got an, a new impression of wickets as well. They're saying that the, the quest for World Test Championship points mean, means we've got to produce wickets to get results. Yeah. But... I'm saying the captains and the teams should take a bigger responsibility. If you've got a, whatever the wicket is, you can play a game in certain ways. So the captains are responsible for that. And don't eat out time in a five-day match. Yeah? You know, you, on a good wicket, you've got to, you've got to push things along mm. and take some risks. And in the quest of a victory at the end, rather than that snooze fest finish. Well, let me tell you what you finished, uh, what you missed. As far as uh, this was no snooze fest, it was the match that ensured Australia will play India in the uh, World Test Championship final at the Oval in London a little later on this year. This New Zealand Sri Lanka game was one of the best finishes I've ever seen. It was a lot of rain delay too. Yeah, yesterday was sensational. So have a listen to the scores. Uh, Sri Lanka 355 and 302, more than reasonable. New Zealand 373 and finished on the last ball yesterday, <laughs> eight for 285. They needed one. Williamson couldn't get back to it, so they've just madly ran through. The wicketkeeper missed the shot at the stumps to run uh, Wagner. To run Wagner he out. He was injured too, apparently. Yeah. yeah well, he, was he, he limping came, or? No, no, no. He came out with injuries. Um not sure what he had. Torn hammy, Jackson. Oh, was it a hammy? And, yeah. and he's scrambling a well, bye he, he got to win a test. How so, good. Well, he missed, the, he missed the wickets, but then the bowler picked up the ball and threw the stumps down at the bowler's end, and Williamson was home by... Oh, Diving as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, a few centimetres. Two chaos. batsmen on the deck. <laughs> yeah, it was just Field crazy. was running everywhere. Yeah. So a famous last ball victory for New Zealand, but what it does is clinch a, 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 probably the World Test Championship that we all wanted to see. It'll be Australia v India at the Oval. And uh, Nathan Lyon was, was aware of what was going on. Uh, yeah, we are watching uh, the score up there. But, um, yeah, we kind of knew that we were going to be facing India uh, in the final. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, it's gonna, we've got a really good lead-up into it, a um, bit of time off, but we'll get some really good preparation. And, we know how tough these guys are, the side full of superstars. So um, we'll have to go and prepare well. But uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a very good experience. Ooh, prepare well. Oh, <laughs> worry about that. Where, where are we going to hold that one? In Melbourne. Mm. Getting over to the Oval Test, uh, which is traditionally a very good batting wicket and quite brown and consistent. And so I'd say we'll go back to fast bowlers and one spinner. And they use Travis Head and Manus Labuschagne and the part-timers to go with the quicks. Yeah. And Cameron Green. Love to know what you think uh, of all the cricket that, that we've seen over the last uh, month or so. It's been fantastic. Brighton Homes open line 13 13 55 or the text line 0467 736 736. Don't forget Brighton 
It's locking in your price until 2024, giving you the confidence to build your dream home today. Big show, Hills, today. And this is just because you're back in the seat today. Is it? Yeah. Well, the goat is back, Cameron Smith. He joins us after 8 o'clock and we will do every Tuesday now in Rugby League. Did you get my phone charger back last week? No, I forgot to mention to him, oh. so you can attack him today. I think there's been I think he's responsible for something else missing. Yikey. So there could be a serial stuff here. Yeah. 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 Just a little kleptomaniac sneaking <laughs> into the into the Smith family. Right, so. right. Oh, we've got uh, the Reds co-captain, Tate McDermott, joining us. They've got a big one this weekend, Sunday afternoon. They finally get to play at home against the team that beat the Crusaders, Fiji and Drua. Uh, we're hearing from Shell V Power Racing. The new CEO is David Noble. Yes, it's a familiar name, isn't it? Footy manager at the Lions and uh, took over as coach at the Kangaroo. He's now running things down there at Dick Johnson Racing. Had a tough weekend in Newcastle. We'll hear from David this morning. Did it also, go well, Newcastle? There's been there's been some dramas. No, was the event well received? Oh, it seemed to be, yeah. Big, yeah, yeah, big yeah. crowds. Yes. Fairly parties, tight racing. Parties yeah. and like the Indy. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm, exactly right. So we've got we've got Vanessa striding into the studio here, ready to go at six six sixteen. But yeah, we've got a big big show lined up today. Plenty of Queensland racing interest both uh, in Queensland and interstate this week. Queensland is your place to race this year. The action continues right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. That leads us to our next guest. We haven't had him on the show, I don't think. Ryan Maloney. Ryan. Good morning and congratulations on recent successes. Yeah, morning, fellas. Thank you. It's been wonderful, hasn't it? Uh, sunshine in Paris was a wonderful day for you. the group once around. Just beat a decent galloper in in secret that day. She uh, she certainly turned the tables on her um, in the flight stakes. Uh, sorry, the golfing. Uh, oh, sorry, the uh, race. The first up run. I can't remember the the, the race name. Sorry, but. Um, yeah, look, she um, she certainly turned the tables on in secret that day, and um, uh, certainly great to get a group one down down south. And your four, your success is pr- pretty prolific at the moment, Ryan. Does it feel great? Like, are things just rolling along comfortably for you? Yeah, um, obviously, I think uh, so. Um, the the Magic Millions win certainly, I think, um, opened up a few opportunities and. Uh, to capitalise on them is another thing. So just uh, it's been uh, it's been well worth uh, well worth going down every um, every Saturday and um, getting the, the strikes on the boards. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we know about Skirt the Law in in the Magic Millions, but uh, Sweet Embrace we decided to put uh, Skirt the Law away for a while. I mean, uh, we know that Tony Gollum has an an, an immense opinion of Skirt the Law. Um, what what do you think is the future for for her? Oh, look, she um, she's uh, certainly got a bright future. Uh, unfortunately, just uh, the bubble burst uh, that day at Randwick, um, and the, there's no telltale signs there. Usually, you can uh, the writing's on the wall. Usually, when they've had enough. Yeah. But with her, it, it almost seemed like she went to another level with her track work, and uh, she strengthened up, and she, you certainly couldn't pick it. So. Uh, unfortunately, with horses like that, the only way you do find out is race day. Uh, one thing I read this morning, Ron, in preparation, was you were the first to ride Nature Strip, and you picked that pretty quick. That that horse was going to be pretty good. Yeah, I had I had uh, a lot to do with him before his first start. Actually, Michael Poy rode him his first start, and then I was uh, on through his uh, next three or four, I think, and then 
um, obviously went to Johnny Sullivan, Darren Weir, but um, yeah, he just uh, he was a different uh, different gravy. Most of the trip from day dot, he just uh, had had the uh, the different feel they give you. And, of course, your first group one was an Australia Guineas aboard uh, Alligator Blood. So you've thrown the leg yeah. over some decent ones in the last <laughs> few years, mate. Yeah, I've certainly been very fortunate. Um, I think there's quite a few of them uh, probably never reached their full potential. I think the Satorius, we never really got to see the best of him. Um, Angelic Light for Robbie Griffiths. Um, unfortunately, her career was cut short through injury, but um, they were some of the... Really good horses, I think, that um, never, we never really got to see the best of them. Now, you get the reality check as well, Ryan, don't you? Because in between all this success recently, you had a, a nasty incident in the barriers at, at Ipswich and you had to take yourself to hospital to be checked out for vertebrae and all that sort of thing. And we've seen Jamie Carr and, and Craig Williams at the weekend. Uh, the, it's a tough caper you guys and girls are in. Yeah, you've got to certainly have a thick skin, no doubt about that. But... Um... Yeah, luckily for what uh, seems to be, she seems to be get uh, got out of serious injury, so that's good to see. And yeah, with me the other week, um, I, I was uh, I was basically pinned in the back of the gates with my head pushed to the basically was getting pushed to my um, sternum, uh, oh. and it, um, yeah, it was a pretty nasty incident. And I couldn't turn my head at all like uh, for the next two days, and I just know with vertebrae. Um, I've done bruised and uh, compressed fractures, and it's, it's ha- real hard to tell. But usually, I, d- I just didn't want to take any precautions, so I just took myself straight to hospital, and um, uh, I didn't want to go to Ipswich, so I went straight to Brisbane and got looked over quite quickly. And um, luckily, the X-rays come back all clear. Yeah, oh, beautiful, mate. You need that thick skin and good timing. You, your career has been sprinkled with good timing, mate. You're a in a sort of a burnout state in 2018 when the Edmonds family offered you to come to the Gold Coast, that was good timing, and then changed in mid-COVID to come more to Tony Gollan and David Van Dyke, which has brought success. Yeah. Um, looking back, it wasn't really a hard decision for me to come up uh, to Queensland because it was either going to work or it wasn't, um, and I could always go back home. So I didn't have a lot to lose, and thankfully... Um, Given that opportunity with Toby, um, he had a, quite a few good horses in the stable at the time and gave me a good kick along straight away. And then to link up with David and Tony, obviously uh, we've, I found Alligator Blood and then obviously Skirt Law Isotope. Um, and he's just got uh, he's got quite a nice number of horses coming through, uh, through the stables. Um, and he's always got that big number to keep rolling them through. So mm. um, I'm placed in a good situation. So where will you be this weekend? What's your plan Saturday? I'm back down. To, I've got one in the Golden Slipper. On, I picked up um, one on for Gerald Ryan and Sterling Lesko uh, for Seal. Uh, I was riding Natuno for Tony. I did. I was on Zoo Style, but um, obviously Eduardo compressed the weight, so I can't ride him. Um, and then I'm back down in there again the next following weekend. I got aboard. Uh, Matawi again and um, uh, run for Dave. Uh, the name escapes me at the minute. Yeah. Um, we had a good one. I don't know how you blokes do it. It's incredible <laughs> how, how you got to remember them, the race, uh, what time, what, what track, and what the form of that horse is. 
You're incredible. Yeah, you, uh, you got to be pretty much like a um, race caller, I think, these days. Yeah. You've got to remember all the form. You ever put the wrong uh, coloured silks on? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I've never done that. But uh, I'm, I, won't, I won't name the jockey, but I remember one of a very high-profile jockey one day walked out with his no helmet on. <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to do some quick changes, you guys. Hey, mate. Congratulations on how things are going. You're flying a second Group 1, as I said, with Sunshine in Paris. Sunshine in Paris gone to the paddock, uh, a little bit like Skirt the Law at, at the moment. But we're certain there's a, there's a big things coming up, not only in Sydney, but locally for you. Uh, I think you must be really looking forward to uh, winter, given your relationship, with, particularly, with, as Hill said, with the, with the Van Dyke and Gollan stables. Yeah, 100%. And obviously that... Um a bit of luck down south. Hopefully, holds me in good stead for the winter here. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, thanks very much, Ryan. Good luck, mate. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Great, great to chat, Ryan Maloney. There, he's uh, one of our hot jockeys at the moment, mm. and uh, as I said, he's plying his trade uh, down south quite a bit right at the moment. Mm. Picked up his second Group One of his career. He's he's got a really good strike rate as well, and uh, the the good trainers all want him on board. So it was lovely to have him on the show this morning. Can I have the first question, Paddy? Yeah, you can. And uh, to our listeners. Are well, you going to say good morning to him good first? Good morning, or? Cam. How are you, mate? Hey, Heels. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Good to have you back, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. And, like, a uh, question, like, mm. being a good roomie, like I was yeah. in yes. Bundy, yes. did you steal my phone charger? <laughs> 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 that uh, is a yes laugh. Uh, listen, um, <laughs> look, I, I, I borrowed it. Yeah, twice. You gave it back to me one morning, and then I couldn't find it on departure. So, <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I didn't realise you were leaving uh, yeah, so okay. early on on the uh, well the, the the departure day. So, um, I, I was I was about I was the plan was to hand it over to you when yes. I got up, and I got up fairly early. But you were gone already, mate. You were early riser. So. Oh no, it's gone of the days when we were young, and you just say to your roomie. Come on, mate. What are you doing? Let's go. Yeah. We're going to breakfast. Yeah. You tiptoe around each other now. <laughs> <laughs> great room. Uh, uh, Paddy, great roomie, though. Heels. Oh, was very he? Pol- very polite. He, 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 I got there after him, and I walk in, and he's given me the master bedroom. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, one of the nicest nicest roomies well, I've ever I had. I thought I'd have to. Yeah, I am very nice. But <laughs> but I thought I had to sneak out and go to another room to do the radio show, so the other room suited that. But anyway. <laughs> I, I would have I thought, given the calibre of the touring party for the Bulls Masters, a 119-test player via future model, I would have thought both of you would have had your own private suites. <laughs> no, good call. Good call. I have posted that with Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, and, and, and the, the sponsor we're talking about is Chemist Warehouse. So rush into Chemist Warehouse today and uh, grab all your proteins. Powering tomorrow, today, Chemist Warehouse. All right, now we've done the... the uh, Investigative <laughs> work. Bit, yeah. <laughs> so are you ever going to get the phone charger yes, back? That, that, that'll be returned. Right, that'll okay. be returned. No problems, mate. All right, what tickled your fancy out of round two out of about 400 hot topics? Oh, there's so many, wasn't there, fellas? But mm. um, oh, I'm jumping on the bandwagon of the Dolphins. <laughs> yes. How, how good? Yeah. How good are they? Really, like I think many people would have thought, you know, they'll do a great job if they win two games all season. But they've won their first two. They're sitting on top of the ladder. And next game is the Knights. Well, that's right. So, and I was looking at this. You know, we we don't like to go too far down the track with the season, but in a fortnight's time, fellas, you know what the matchup is, don't you? Yeah, Bronx, Broncos v Dolphins Friday night SunCorp. If both teams win this week. They go into round four undefeated. It's a top-of-the-table clash at Suncorp. It'll be a sellout. 
Yeah. A sellout. So I can't wait. For, I hope I hope both teams get out there and win this week and you know, we get to see you know, a huge matchup in round four. Mm. Gee, Kafusi's up and about, isn't he? He is, mate. Yeah, he is. And and I think, um, you know, given, given you know, the circumstances in which, you know, he joined the club, he was the very first player to sign with the Dolphins. So he, he actually went to that organisation with a lot of unknowns or a bit of uncertainty around, you know, who, who else was going, um, who would be playing alongside. But he's just, he's, he's taken his game, um, you know, some of the best football we've seen from Felice Cafusi over his, you know, long and illustrious career to the Dolphins. And he's leading the way. Like some of the defence that he's produced over the first two weeks, particularly in, I felt in that first game where the Roosters seemed like they were, you know, sort of in control. The game wasn't really sort of doing much. It wasn't going anywhere. And he come up with a couple of big plays defensively. Um, and the one that's been replayed you know, a lot has been that, that tackle on Brandon Smith, his former Storm teammate. He's just changed the fortune for his football side with some of those big hits, and it's been fantastic. He picked up the, the Artie Legacy medal um, in that Roosters-Dolphins clash, um, so it's been a fantastic start for Felice Cafusi. Yeah, and then last week they were made fight, weren't they? Pouring Sorry, rain. Last yes. week they were made fight for for the win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. And and to be fair, like Can- Canberra aren't any knockovers in this competition. Like they're a tough footy side. They they play that tough brand of football. Um, you know, obviously no surprise with Ricky Stewart being the coach. That's the style of footy that he he loves his teams to play. But um, the way they come back and the circumstances too at the end of the match, like Sean O'Sullivan got put in the bin, with, which was an absolute. G up of a call right. <laughs> where he got put in the bin. So they were able to win the game with their main playmaker off the field. Mm. It's just incredible. Like some of the some of the performances of of a few of their players over the first two weeks have just been outstanding. And and I, I you know, everyone's, you know, up and about with the Dolphins and, you know, this this great start. Um you know, the comments I made last week on on the captain's run on on Wednesday was that I just I hope I hope this footy side can continue, you know, this this standard of footy throughout the entire season. Yeah. That, that's the only thing, you know. Like it, the the easiest thing for this team is to get away to a, a really good start. You know, there's a lot of you know feeling and buzz and emotion about you know the Dolphins at the moment, and you know there it's a new thing, so everyone's a little bit excited. But when we get about twelve weeks in, I, I just hope that they're, they're they're performing the same way as they are now. Yeah. No, I agree. Hey, j- just quickly on that, and we'll move on, but Katoa v Milford. Milford apparently had a pretty fair game and produced a winning play in the, in the Q Cup, but mm-hmm. you can't see him pushing Katoa aside at the moment, can you? Well, well, not not when the team's winning, Paddy. Not yeah. at all, no. I, I, and I think Wayne will just he's, – he's the type of coach that, you know, if it's not – if it's not broke, then don't touch it. Yeah. So you know they're two from two at the moment. I think I think the you know young five eight Katoa. I think he's done a fantastic job in the first couple of games. He come up with a couple of like you know um, errors against the Roosters, which were just um, from inexperience. But you know like the the young guys they need they need time in the middle to to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's not just in league; it's in any sport, in any walk of life. But I think he's been great. He's only 19 years of age, so um, as long as this team's winning and he's, you know, he's performing the way that the coach wants him to, I, I'm sure he'll keep that six jersey. Yeah, um, and then a, a quick wrap, really, on the other three Queensland teams. The Broncos look tough and together. The mm-hmm. Titans fell into old habits, did they? Yeah. And the Cowboys have got suspensions. 
Yes, a uh, bit of trouble for the cows, of course, with Scotty Drinkwater. Um, he's going to spend some time on the sideline for that hit on, on Corey Oates, which really was – there was no intent in it. It was just, you know, the, the, the collision was, was at high speed. Corey Oates changed direction late to, to score the try, and Scotty Drinkwater, he was just doing what any fullback would do in that situation. He was you know, he was trying to perform his duty as a fullback to try and come, and, come across field and, and save a try, but he just caught him high. In the modern game, fellas, we know that any contact with the head, they're going to come down on the players heavily. Um, Oatsy, unfortunately, he's picked up a, a broken jaw because I think um, you know he he's, he was fantastic in in mm. you know, the minutes that he played against Penrith and then and the Cowboys before he he copped that injury. Mm. So they're in a little bit of strife, but I think they can cover. I think they can. Co- I think they got a little bit of depth, the Cowboys. Um, but they were a little bit as soon as Drinkwater went to the bin, uh, the Bronx were able to scored two tries and just took the game away from them. Super impressed with the Broncos though, uh, because in that first half, they just, they didn't look really, they didn't look like they were in control at any stage in that first 40 minutes. It was all the Cowboys. They were able to score some late points um, to bring it back to level pegging at halftime. But the, the, the way they come out in the second 40 was super impressive. Their defense, their defense again, boys, like at the start of last year, very similar way that they've started this season. Um, that's if, if, they, if they want to go deep into the season and play finals footy, they need to be able to, um, you know, keep producing efforts like they have done in the first two defensively. Titans, oh, they were old habits, Paddy. I think you, you hit it on the head. Perfectly. Oh, they were just owned in the middle, weren't they? I, I, yeah. I know Tanner Boyd, you know, had mistakes in his game, <laughs> and you know, you can look to the ones that are. You know, in the in the spotlight, but boy, oh boy, in the middle they were soft. Yeah, well, you know, they got away to a, a great start, um, and just before halftime, you're thinking, well, this is a great position that they're in. They're, they're going to go into the sheds twelve nil up, but all of a sudden, in the space of six minutes, the sa- <laughs> the, the the Dragons scored three tries, and and all of a sudden it's sixteen yeah. twelve at halftime, and I just think that they that that just they were rattled. I think they they didn't know how to go back out there and and get their game going again. And the Dragons scored what thirty something, thirty odd points unanswered. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just not not the standard that I, I think Justin Holbrook would would be expecting from his footy side. Yeah, they'll be copying a they'll be copying a mouthful. Uh, so too will your old teammates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not happy bellyache after the dogs beat them twenty six twelve. Yeah, no. Well, I, <clears throat> I was out having a meal with some uh, with some friends, um, and but we were watching the game on on the TV, and um, they were like, "Oh, Craig's going to be filthy." I said, "Actually, it was it was twenty six nil at the time." I said, I- "I'll tell you what, he he won't be too bad because he he knows that you know it, it's going to take well somewhat of a miracle to win this game, so he's almost conceded that this will be a loss." I tell you when he'll fire up is is post match, and that he did. Like I think they've showed vision of him <laughs> post game, and he absolutely <laughs> tore shreds off, shreds off him. And and the like I haven't spoken to Craig this week, but I believe the messaging would have been around it being their first home game of the season. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a fairly healthy crowd there on the weekend. No AFL in town, so they were their only they were the only elite sporting game in Melbourne on that weekend. Well, you know, in the football. Um, you know, and just the 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 lack of effort in some areas of their game, which is what they pride themselves on. 
Um, taking nothing away from the dogs, I thought the dogs were really impressive, particularly with the football. Um, you know, they were playing a style of footy that I think we all expected them to play in round one against Manly. Um, you know, so they they were great. Don't don't take that away from the doggies, but yeah, I think uh, I think they would have had some fairly sort of heavy training sessions over the last couple of days of the storm in in preparation for you know Saturday's match against the Titans. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about Latrell and the racial abuse after the break. Yep. Um, because it, it's something that you know it, it's just I don't know why is it still happening. But the the one that I wanted to bring up just before the break was the blue after the Knights-Tigers game. Did you see that? I mean, apparently Hastings and Talao are mates. They rehabbed together last year, and then yeah. Clemmer puts his two bobs worth in it, and it just, <laughs> it just got all a bit messy, didn't it? I mean, uh-huh. Talao's copped it on, uh, on NRL 360 last night. They also gave it to Clemmer. I mean, mm. he copped him high. He went over to apologise, and it became a shirt front. Well, it did, and it was just a, it was a bit of a circus, really. Like, it all happened right there in front of the cameras and and it was a bit schoolboyish wasn't it really yeah. like if 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 the, if the, if you're going to you know address a, a situation that happened on the field whether whether it's you know you're in control of the situation or you're not i, I think you wait till after you've left the field to play yeah and you could actually see i've watched the vision a couple of times like the security guard he even knows something's going to happen like he's just <laughs> he's just wandering around in the background the bloke with the high vis bib on yeah, 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 yeah. he was yeah. just meandering around if you check it out the vision like he's just so he knew like come on fellas like if mate if the ground security knows something's going on like we're, <laughs> we're yeah. struggling so just i just thought look i got no dramas with you know things being addressed but walk off the field you know do it away from the public eye and particularly the cameras. Like, just yeah. do it do it in the sheds and get it over and done with. Yeah, and was, that's two in a row. Luai and Salmon the week before. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They were teammates. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Who knows what's going to happen in round three, boys? <laughs> All right, we've got lots more to talk about. We've got Cameron Smith with us right through until uh, late third. We've got a couple of texts for you as well, mate, but we'll do that shortly. Cam Smith joining us. Uh, lots of big issues from this. I'll, I'll get a couple of texts out of the lines. <laughs> Cam, have you seen the Broncos City jersey? Pretty ugly piece of fabric. Heels actually liked it. Oh, it's up there with some of the worst league jerseys you've seen. There's <laughs> <laughs> Oscar from the Valley. Oscar, Oscar's obviously a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I told Oscar. I've already told Oscar this morning he's a bit harsh, isn't it? Hasn't he? Harsh on the cricket snooze fest. Yeah, and Mike, uh, Mike sent through one. He said he thought it was a bit rich and stupid of Adam Reynolds to strongly imply the drink water should have been sent off. Well, uh, I think Cam's answered that. And he said yep. it was, uh, an, well, more a playing incident, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. What's Muzz sent through? I'll find that for you in just a moment. Uh, let, let's go through, I, I suppose, the two big talking points were the alleged racial abuse. There's some talk about the actual words used mm-hmm. towards Luttrell. Regardless, it's this whole racial thing, mate, raising its head again. Yeah, it's oh look, it's not good. It's it's terrible, really. You know, for for you know players in twenty twenty three not being able to go and, and play a game of football, um, and you know have some pretty ordinary things said to them. Um, you know, particularly the you know the boys, the indigenous players um, of our game, and you know it's just it's just outright wrong. You know, there's 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 a way to do things and there's a way not to do things. And and you know, what's been said is was a 15 year old 
person that has made these comments. I'd like to think at, at 15 years of age, we know what the right thing and what the wrong thing yeah. is. You can different, differentiate between the two. Now, it's just it's just so sad that, you know, this is happening over and over and over. Like, you know, Demetrio come out, the, the Rabbitohs coach, and said, like, this isn't the first time that his football club has travelled to that venue and someone has copped some racial racial abuse. It's just it's not on. It's 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 so ordinary. And and you know, as a fifteen year old person, you know, where where is this where is this person learning this language or this behaviour from? It's mm. gotta be from home. It's gotta be from home. So, you know, like I you know, parents, let's educate our kids. It's not the way we do things now. Um, this may have been accepted in some form quite some time ago. But it, it's not now. It's it's not the way we do things. It's not the way we behave and, and talk to each other. Um, you know, we need to be showing more respect than what what was seen at at, uh, at Penrith last weekend. Mm. Especially in a sport that's so inclusive of heaps of different cultures. Well, Incredible. that's right, mate. Well, like rugby league in particular, it's so multicultural. Like, yeah. the, the, like I, I remember in my playing days at the Melbourne Storm, we had we had guys, um, you know, Indigenous Australians. Um, we had English players, we had Papua New Guinean players, Fijians, Tongans, yeah. Samoans, uh, Maori uh, players. Like there was so many different cultures intertwined, and and that's what our game is about. It's it's a game for everyone. Yep. So you know, for and, and as I said, you know, this is these guys going out to play football. This is this is their place of work. So you know, they, they should be able to go out there and. And play the game and play it in, in in a way that you know it it does have you know spirit and and um, you know aggression and all these different things. And I know we love our our sporting sides, but no matter the way you feel about an individual player or the team that that person plays for, at no time should they ever be subjected to you know language and abuse of that kind. Agree. Ever. Yeah. Investigation going on. Players will be interviewed. All right, the, the the next big topic, mate, Kalen Ponga. Yeah, well, this this is a concern really for for Kalen, um, first and foremost. Um, you know, secondly, you know, his team, the Newcastle Knights, and then on a bigger picture, I guess, you know, the Queensland Maroons. But this is now his fourth concussion in ten months, um, so this this could be a bit of an issue for Kalen. Unfortunately, um, he's copped a few uh, serious head knocks of, of late. And I've got no doubt he'll have to spend some time on the sidelines. I don't think there's going to be a doctor that will give him clearance to play um, at least this week and maybe even next um, until he you know passes some pretty strict protocols. And uh, th- it was always the risk, fellas. Like there was there was some you know opinions or concerns raised around KP moving up into the front line, so he's playing five eighths this year. It's it's the position where he's where he's trained and prepared all all preseason, um, but they were the concerns that playing in the front line you were going to see more traffic come your way um, as far as you know ball carriers and particularly big men. There's back rowers and and middle forwards running at the halves these days. Um, so he just you know looking at the tackle on the weekend, he just he just got his technique wrong where you know he sort of put his head. In the wrong position, he turned his he, he turned his eyes away mm. from his target. He just he just got caught flush with a head clash with a bigger man, and he went down. So, 
Yeah, it's it's not good for KP. Maybe maybe he goes back to fullback, but then what does that do for the Newcastle side where they've had they've had him preparing for this season at five, at eight, five for the eight, entire yeah. for the entire preseason. Yeah, I know it's it's vexed, and uh, and only the medicos will decide. Hey, very quickly, uh, I've got to get your tips, and also this this one from Mars at Castle Don. Do you think Ricky Stewart's in the hot seat? Oh, and two start. They've been middle of the road since two thousand and nineteen. Time for a change at Canberra. Oh, he avoid he avoids the uh, the the spotlight all the time, doesn't he, Sticky? Mm-hmm. He's the best, even when they're not winning. You know, like there's no there's never any calls for his head to move on, but um. <laughs> Somehow he finds a way to get them firing at some stage during the year to have them, you know, sort of peaking towards the end. So I'd like to think that he'll have them turning around soon. All right, let's quickly get through these tips, mate. And we've uh, loved the half hour. Thank you very much. Uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, uh, Sea Eagles, who are first on the ladder at the moment yeah. against the Eels. I've got, I've got Manly to win that one. Knights and Dolphins? Uh, Knights... They've been smashed by injuries and a possible suspension. I'm going to go the Dolphins. Three in a row, boys. Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, too. This one will be a beauty. The old foes, Roosters and Bunnies. Huge clash. They absolutely despise each other. I think the Rabbits. Mm-hmm. Rabbits? Yep. Storm yep. Titans. Mm. Oh, Storm. Come on, boys. Bounce back. Although, Big Nelson out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yep. Huge blow. But I think Storm too good in this one. Cowboys and Warriors, 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Yeah, Cowboys and Townsville. Bronx and Dragons. Dragons are pretty good, eh? Yeah, Dragons, I'm really impressed with the way they, they started. Their young fellas stepped up, played really well. Benny Hunt, enormous yeah. again. Uh, but I think Broncos, too good. Doggies and Tigers. Tigers were awful the other day. They really Awful. Were. No, they, they really need to have a good look in the mirror of the West Tigers. I think Bulldogs. Sharks and Raiders. Oh, um, I was impressed with the way the Sharkies went about it last week. So I'm gonna. Oh, oh the Raiders are at home. Oh, I might go. I might go Raiders for the upset. Okay. All right, Ricky, to turn them around. Yep, they're gonna turn them around. All right, mate. and the Panthers will get two points with the bye. Yes. <laughs> West Tigers will lose this. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll find a way here. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, mate, uh, we've got to get to the news, but if you could just stay on the line, Heels is very, very desperate to find out <laughs> how you're going to get his phone charger up from the goal. And what else you right might have stolen too. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> Good on you, Cam. See you, mate. See you, boys. Thanks, Cam. We're going to talk a little bit of Reds. Um, all right, against uh, against the Brumbies, sort of, was the battle for Australian supremacy, I suppose. Tate McDermott's going to join us, co-captain. Um, what was the takeaway from that match with the Broncos, Tate? Broncos. Oh, sorry, the Brumbies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like plenty of positives, but we just let them get to uh, you know a quick start out of the gates and against a team like the Brumbies that they're struggling with the possession, which they did in that first half. Um, I mean, so for us, it's about starting starting a bit quicker and uh, getting some runs on the board early. Mm, I'm not accepting that, Paddy, when you say they were good against the Brumbies. No, we've got to accept only wins now, Tate. <laughs> um, exactly. Against uh, In those big games, that's what you're good enough to do. What, uh, yeah, what did you like? Were, uh, enough to like there, though? Uh, definitely in that second half. I mean, um, we started to just build phases, you know, and that's been the, probably the frustrating part of as of late. We, we haven't respected the ball um, against the better sides. They'll, they'll cut you up, so... Uh, that second half, we put ourselves in a position to win the game. We got held up twice over the line. Mm. Um, you know that results in a line dropout. So you, you're then attacking from about your 40, 
um, and just, you know, chewed up a bit of time on the clock. But, yeah, definitely some positive stuff. But at the same time, we, we've got to be icing those games in those big moments. Look, given the way it started against the Canes, I mean, it, there must be a better feeling within the camp, though, Tate, surely. I mean, the Brumbies have beaten the Blues the week before, uh, and they say that was like test match intensity. Um, surely you walk away from a, a six-point loss with, I don't know, just something. It, it gets some takeaway out of it. Yeah, I mean, we worked, we walked away with a bonus point. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you're talking about the Canes, obviously very disappointing performance. Uh, we, we backed it up, put in a good performance against the Western Force, and then, um, yeah, a bit of an average performance against the Brumbies. So for us, it's consistency. I mean, we're starting to get our full complement of players back, which, is, which has been really handy. Um, and we'll look to build in the coming weeks. But this Sunday is going to be a massive game for us as well. Mm, um, and what about your personal form, uh, Tate? How's that feeling? Yeah, oh, mate, I've, I've been pretty rusty as of late. So uh, I haven't been, you know, incredibly pleased with uh, probably my first three games. But, um, you know, at the same time, I haven't played footy for a while. So I've just got to get out there and get some more runs on the board. Yeah, you mentioned no, you've got something too honest. Week. Don't be too honest with us, mate. Just say, yeah, <laughs> good, mate, good. You know, <laughs> Uh, Suncorp this Sunday afternoon, you finally get a, play, a chance to play at home. And now there's a whole extra mystique around this one, mate, isn't it? I mean, Fiji uh, drew a come off the, the win over the Crusaders. We know the Crusaders were a little bit down on troops. But, uh, boy, they were they were up and about after that victory the other day, and you'd know all about it. And they, they're going to bring plenty of energy to Suncorp Sunday afternoon. Uh, 100%, mate. They'll, they'll be up for it without a doubt. Um, you know, they'll be full of confidence. They've just knocked over the Crusaders at home in front of a monster crowd. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're building nicely to draw. Um, and, you know, we, we've got to show them full respect. So, I mean, for us, it's a, it's a perfect opportunity. Three o'clock Sunday, um, no better time slot. You know, it's kids round for Super Rugby. So, hopefully we're looking to, to get a little bit of a crowd out to support us in, in what will be a, a bloody entertaining match. Yeah. Are they, are they the old-fashioned Fiji? That used to, you know, be hard as nails. And and what does a, a little halfback have to cop when you come up against Fiji? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they are tough as nails. They'll hit you like a truck. Um, yeah. and, and they can run the ball from, from anywhere. So, I mean, they've got threats all across the park from a halfback point of view. I'll, I'll probably look to, to pass the ball a little bit more this week. Um, <laughs> but... But uh, no, nah, at the same time, they've got a couple of chicks in their armour and we'll be looking to exploit that. Now you've got an intriguing battle about who uh, plays outside you. Tom Liner's been good. James O'Connor was great when he came on in the second half the other day. Uh, any thoughts there? Any any hints for us? Oh, mate, I, I couldn't tell you. It's, it's probably a, a bit of a headache for the coaches at the moment with, with both players playing so well. Um you know, I've been really impressed with Tommy, uh, but but at the same time, James came on and did a fantastic job steering the, the team around and putting us back in a position to win the game. So uh, I think it's a good problem to have and, um, you know, probably something we haven't had in Queensland for a while. Mm, Tate, what's your opinion or, or thought on the Crusaders resting some All Blacks? You know, is that is that basically because it is such a long season, this with a massive finish at the end of it, um, and do you do you agree with it? Do you think it might be needed? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure how New Zealand run their, um, you know, their All Blacks resting policy, but I, I'm assuming it's got something to do with the Rugby World Cup. So, yeah. uh, Super Rugby is a, a bit of a sprint. I think they got 14 games, so I'd assume it'd be to preserve them for the end of the year. But um, I mean, 
resting them against the draw in Fiji is probably probably a big ask for the for the squad. Um, but at the same time, mate, they're, they're, they've won everything the Crusaders, and you know, in my opinion, probably doesn't influence what they're doing. So yeah, yeah, and you know, Melbourne team they they might be uh, coming good, eh? The Rebels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They, they, they put on a, a, a really you know, good performance against the Tars on the weekend. Um, they were physical. Their four packs rounded it, and, and young Gordon, uh, Carter Gordon steered the ship pretty well. So, obviously, you know, Carty pretty well from being um, a Reds boy for a little bit. And, um, you know, his form's really influential in, in their turnaround. So, uh, we've got them the following week, and, uh, again, um, will be a good encounter. Hey, I think I probably know the answer to this question, but I'll ask anyway. Eddie Jones and uh, Wallabies, it's got to be in the back of the mind somewhere. What, what, what does Eddie's arrival do to the dynamic? Yeah, I mean, it just it just wipes the slate clean, I think. Um, obviously, you know, there'll be similar players in, in similar positions based off uh, their form, but, I mean, for, for boys, you know, not necessarily in the Wallaby squad or, or on the fringes, um, you know, it kind of brings them to life. So, obviously, we've got a couple of them in the, in the Queensland Reds and, um, you know, those boys have, have really stepped up. Um, you know, they've seen their opportunity and they're, and they're going, you know, all guns blazing. So, um, not just for the Reds, but, but across Rugby Australia, it's kind of, you know, breathed a bit of fresh air into into everything and, um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a positive environment at the moment. Yeah, it, it strikes me to be similar to Graham Arnold and the Socceroos when he took on that World Cup. He he went around to the franchises and the coaches and sort of said, this is the style I want to play. Have you got players that will fit into that style? Have Have you got uh, an idea of what that style might be that Eddie is wanting? Uh, to be honest with you, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, having, having watched teams that he's coached, obviously, uh, they'll be smart, smart teams. So, yes. um, but yeah, definitely with the attacking mindset in, in forefront. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be exciting regardless of, of what happens, mate. Um, so, but, but yeah, at the same time, you know, my focus is, is well and truly on the Reds. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you spoken to him? Yeah, I have. I have uh, just around, you know, kind of what what's going to, um, you know, be good for me moving forward and, and, and what I need to do in my game um, and also my strengths as well. So, yeah, a brief little chat with him. Um, you know, but he, he's been really good. Um, you know, he's had a chat to a couple of the boys and, um, you know, he's definitely, uh, you know, moving forward in the right direction. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're right. There's a couple of your guys that have been on the fringe we know and that we'd love to see him within that Wallabies outfit. Exactly right. Hey, Tate, always appreciate your time, mate, and your honesty. Uh, huge game for the club this weekend. Fiji and Drua, uh, Sunday, 3 o'clock, Suncorp. Let's hope there's a really, really big crowd there to support you. Good luck, mate. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Tate McDermott, co-captain of the Reds. Only 24 is uh, yeah. Yeah, above his years, isn't he?